What's up, you guys, and welcome back to the 1% Woman Podcast. I am so excited to bring to you guys today's episode. Today, we're going to be talking all things signs that you need to prioritize inner work, specifically as an entrepreneur. I think some of these signs can be used for even just like high achievers or anyone. You don't necessarily have to be an entrepreneur for to get something out of this podcast, but I am going to be speaking specifically to entrepreneurs and sharing my own experience as an entrepreneur uh, with healing some of these um, some of these signs. You know, I wish someone would have shown me that like, hey sis, like these things that you're struggling with inside of your business are not normal or necessarily challenges that you should be facing and then i also wish that they taught me how to truly heal from the root causes of these mindset issues that i was facing versus just trying to patch them with band-aids of positive self-talk and gratitude and reading books and listening to podcasts like all of those things are so great and they're really helpful tools but you need to get to the root of like why you're facing these mindset challenges in the first place and so this episode is going to be really, really helpful for you if you are a business owner who feels like right now you've been trying all of the things in your business to bring in more clients, make more money, feel more fulfilled, but nothing is working. And maybe you're even starting to question like, am I truly cut out for this? Or, you know, am I ever going to be able to get to where I want to be in my business? Like, I have been here. I have faced this, these same exact questions time and time and time again. And the truth is that the reason that these, this keeps coming up for you or that you're not able to expand and elevate to this next level, uh, this next identity, this next version of yourself, this next place in your business is because there's a subconscious belief in there that is standing in your way, which is why I'm really excited for today's episode because right? Your subconscious is something that is a blind spot to you. It's something that's really hard to figure out on your own until someone else or something else mirrors it back to you that like, hey girl, like this isn't normal. There's an issue here. What is the issue and how do you heal and fix it? You know, it's really hard to do some of this subconscious programming on your own without having help or support or something again to be a mirror or to be a reflection back to you that there is deeper issues here um or deeper challenges really deeper things that need healing um and i truly believe that your business is one of the best mirrors that you can use to reflect on your current limiting belief systems and the current sabotaging patterns from your past that are manifesting into your life today and being the reason that you are struggling to expand, to evolve, and to embody your higher self, especially as an entrepreneur. So without further ado, let's get into the eight signs that it's time to do some inner work to up-level as a business owner. Also, I just want to note that a lot of these things, if not all of these things, I've experienced myself in business. So I'm going to really try in this episode to give you as many examples of how I've worked through some of these mindset blocks myself. Um, And as always, I'm here to support you. If any of this resonates with you uh, over on my Instagram, just shoot me a DM. I'd be more than happy to help talk you through any of these things or, you know, provide you any tools or recommendations um, to help you kickstart your inner work journey as well. So sign number one is that your identity is attached to your business. 
So, you know, for example, this could look like feeling better or worse about yourself based off of how much money you're making, the number of clients that are coming in, the number of followers or amount of engagement that you have on socials. It could look like taking things super personally in your business. So for example, you know, a client isn't seeing results or ends their contract early and you automatically internalize that as there must be something wrong with me that this didn't work out, right? Unhealthy attachment of your identity can show up in many different areas of your life besides just your business. You know, we commonly see this in relationships where you attach your identity to your significant other. But basically, if there is an attachment issue to your business, not only is this going to result in an absolute roller coaster of your self-image, but also cause you to grip on to having so much, needing to have so much control inside of your business and almost forget who you are without it. You know, forget the other hobbies that you have, forget the other personality traits that don't necessarily fit into this box that you are trying to stuff yourself into as a CEO or as the niche that you're adopting per se. And so just to give you an example, you know, for me as a fitness coach, when I you know was running my health and fitness coaching business, I attached my identity to what I do. Um, and so that's all that I would do. I was working 24 seven and, you know, I had to be super successful inside of my business. There was no other option because my identity and my worthiness depended on it. I also carried all of this weight on my shoulders that I needed to look a certain way or eat a certain way, work out a certain way, because that was the identity that I needed to uphold as a fitness coach. And so I fit myself into this box of how I needed to live my life, how I needed to look, eat, and work out, despite it not really being in alignment with me. I really started to struggle with this whole identity piece of being a fitness coach after my bikini competition era in 2021, when, you know, macro tracking and heavy lifting that I had been doing for four years that I had built my business off of started to feel really unhealthy and out of alignment to me, but it's what I thought I needed to do or be as a fitness coach for my clients and for social media to sign on clients and to be successful. And so I felt so trapped in this box. On top of that, I was fitting myself into this idea that, you know, I'm a fitness coach. I should be helping women lose weight. And that was just like, uh, gave me cringe in my body because, you know, my mission was so much bigger than that. Like my mission was so much bigger than just helping women lose weight. And I felt, you know, lumped in with like personal trainers or things like really toxic diet culture traps that people fell into when my, what lit me up in my business, what I was really passionate about was like the mindset side of your relationship with food in your body. So regardless, going on a tangent now, but I was really just feeling super trapped in this box of the old identity where I started my business, uh, which had completely taken over my life and forced me to lose a lot of authenticity and alignment in in it. Um, And so, you know, as I evolved, it was almost like I continued to lose myself more and more and more. And so doing the inner work here, if you are also someone who feels like you are resonating and you feel like your identity is attached to what you do and you feel stuck in this box of who you think you need to be in order to be successful uh, in that you know endeavor or area of your life or whatever, 
um, doing the inner work really requires you to begin to know the parts of yourself that are more than just that identity, more than just what fits inside of that box of who you think you need to be. And really learning how to embody and express these parts of yourself in healthy ways, like let them come through because they are worthy, because they are enough. And I know for me, when I was able to meet all these different sides of myself that didn't fit into that box of who I thought I needed to be in order to be successful, um, you know, as a high achiever, or as a fitness coach, or as a CEO, I was able to meet these incredible parts of myself that make me me, that make me super authentic, that, you know, make me feel super aligned in business, that make me feel more abundant and and worthy and, and lovable and truly like, hey, I know that I'm special and I know that I have special gifts to offer. You know, it really allowed me to fall more deeply in love with who I am and myself. And so, you know, if you're someone who's struggling with this, I really want you to ask yourself, like, if my business went away tomorrow, who would I be and what would I do? Also, like another huge piece of your identity and really figuring this out for yourself is auditing your values. Your values are going to help you find who you truly are and what your identity really is. So doing some an, an audit there on that that part of you or that part of your life. Um, Sign number two, okay, just diving into sign number two is going to be perfectionism. I think that we all know how paralyzing and how toxic it is to hold yourself to standards of perfectionism. I find, you know, that either we hold ourselves to these perfectionistic standards because we think that's what we need in order to be successful or that's what we need to do in order to be accepted or worthy of love from others. And this can start to really show up in your business as, you know, procrastination or feeling like you're never going to be good enough. Maybe you're performing to try to appear perfect and so you're hiding these deemed unworthy parts of yourself and that could cause you to start feeling really out of integrity inside of your business kind of like i just chatted about or also hold on to a lot of shame or guilt for different mistakes or flaws or insecurities that you have to face you know i think that the biggest issue that perfectionism poses to a lot of entrepreneurs or or women in general is that it leads itself to what's called fragmentation, where basically you fragment or you separate all these different yourself into all of these different parts that some are good and worthy and other parts are bad or not good enough or unworthy. And these bad, unworthy, not good enough parts have to remain hidden, hidden from your identity, hidden from others, hidden from what you do. And So these parts that don't meet the the perfectionistic standards are often shoved into what's called your shadows. Uh, And inside of these shadows, these parts hold the pain of the shame, of the guilt, of the judgment, of the neglect, whatever, you know, deemed them not good enough, they hold on to that pain. Yet, the more that you push them further and further away, that the louder that they get inside of your mind the louder that your inner critic voice comes um, or the stronger that the imperfect sabotaging patterns start to become really toxic in your life because they need 
healing. And so, you know, what you, there's like this quote that what you, uh, what you suppress, I I forget the quote. Um, I'm going to have to to put it in the caption, but um, there's, there's this quote that like the further that you try to push something away, the more apparent that it becomes in your life, right? It's just like a little kid. The more that you tell a little kid that it can't, that they can't have something, the louder that they're going to get, uh, or the more uh, annoyed and annoying that they're going to become. Um, and that's basically what your shadows are doing because your shadows are an inner child version of yourself who's holding on to this pain from your past, whatever experience deemed them not good enough. Um, so what's needed in this case of healing and working through perfectionism is a lot of forgiveness and a lot of self-compassion for the parts of yourself who have made mistakes in the past or who are flawed so that you can release this shame you can release this guilt this anger or the fears that these part of you carry so that you can show up more authentically as yourself and so i wanted to give you guys a little example i think that this is a common example of an imperfection that showed up for me in my business and shows up for a lot of women is especially in the fitness coaching space is you know the imperfections around body image and the pressure to need to look a certain way and so constantly living in the state of shaming your body um, this needs healing because your body image will directly affect how you're showing up inside of your business, how you're taking care of yourself as a CEO and business owner, especially when your self-confidence is reliant or dependent on the way that you look. Like all of this needs a lot of healing in order for you to, you know, truly be connected with your body and continue to break free from this need to appear perfect uh, on social media or in your business uh, in general. So that's just like an example of perfectionism, but I think it's one that a lot of people can can relate to. All right. Sign number three is overstressing, high anxiety, constant overwhelm. Like sis, if you are anxious 24 seven, your body is currently running in a fight or flight state, fight or flight mode. And so there are some things under there that need some healing. I think it's really important to understand when we're doing this healing around anxiety Uh, specifically is understanding like why our body has this response of feeling anxious in the first place like really understanding that anxiety is nothing but your brain trying to protect you from fear so underneath of all of your anxiety is a fear a fear of failure a fear of judgment whatever uh fear of like some worst case scenario that you have envisioned for the future based off of evidence or memories that your brain has from your past. And so this is is seen as a threat to your brain and to your body. So you create anxiety as a fight or flight response to said fear or threat that you're experiencing to protect you and stay safe. So there is some worst case scenario in your future, a failure, a judgment that feels like a threat to your body because evidence from your past proves that it is a threat, that you will experience some type of, you know, trauma from that. And so your body will create anxiety as a fight or flight response to prevent you from experiencing failure or experiencing judgment uh, that holds a lot of pain for you. 
And so basically what is happening is that something from your past has created a limiting belief or story in your mind about a worst case scenario of your future that plays over and over and over again, causing you to focus on this worst case scenario and feeling these feelings of fear and anxiety all the time. So what we need to do is we need to go back to, hey, what's the evidence from my past that is perpetuating this worst case scenario vision or these fears and really get to the root of the limiting beliefs and the stories that you're telling yourself so we can rewrite them so we can change the beliefs that you have and begin to let go of some of that anxiety that you feel inside of your life and or your business and so to give you an example of this is you know for me i experienced actually a lot of anxiety whenever i wasn't working or wasn't in my business that i needed to be working that i needed to be productive all the time and this was really driven by a limiting belief that I always needed to be working and doing something inside of my business for it to be able to be successful. And, you know, I really discovered that I learned this um, almost obsession with overworking myself as a student athlete that, you know, I was taught and told that there was no time for fun, there was no time for play. If I wanted to get good grades, if I wanted to be a successful soccer player, I always needed to be working, I always needed to be studying, I always needed to be practicing and playing. Uh, I actually, one of like the quotes that made me super, super successful in these different areas of my life that always kept me going and kept me working and, and improving was a quote that it's what you do when the lights are off and no one's watch champions are made when the lights are off and no one's watching and you know this is something that my dad really taught me is that hey if you want to be good at soccer you need to be practicing and playing even when no one else is and that started to shift over into all these different areas of my life where i was you know just constantly overworking myself and doing more and more and more and more thinking that that was the key to success and so you know I always felt super anxious when I wasn't constantly working because I feared that if I wasn't doing if I wasn't working more all the time when the lights were off that I was failing and so really ultimately your ego is scared of failure it's scared of judgment from others in your business so you are constantly anxious inside of it uh, and the more that you're able to let go of the walls of your ego and heal these these fears of failure or judgment rewrite the limiting beliefs and the stories that you have the more that you'll be able to break free and let go of you know that really overwhelming anxiety that's eventually going to lead to burnout for you all right, sign number four that you need to do some inner work inside of your business is that you are playing small, that you don't use your voice, maybe you're shrinking yourself. And so really piggybacking off of the last sign with this fight, flight, or freeze response that we often get trapped in is if you're hiding yourself inside of your business, if you're scared to be seen, that is a flight response to a wound that is being triggered whenever you do use your voice or show up online or do take up space uh, maybe stand up as a leader. Maybe you don't feel worthy to stand up as a leader and do those things. And so I want you to ask yourself, like, what part are you hiding? What part doesn't feel worthy? What part doesn't feel good enough? 
this part is hiding in your shadows. And when you're able to allow yourself to go into the, the darkness of these shadows uh, and meet these parts of yourself, you'll find that this part of you is probably going to be the greatest gift that you will find in yourself. Uh, not just to elevate and expand your business, but also in your relationships and other areas of your life. And so a huge example of this is sensuality. You know, I was shrinking a huge part of my self-expression because my sensuality held so much pain from my past. My sensuality was deemed unworthy, uh, especially in business. And so, you know, when I went in and, and I healed this part, I really came to know and recognize that this is one of the things that makes me me. This is a really powerful thing about me. Uh, that makes me so like heart-centered and and lights my soul on fire makes me feel really confident and also super connected to people in my in my life and so I had to heal a lot of wounds around this to be able to show up authentically as myself in my relationships in my business or online and even you know allowing that to be a part of my identity be a part of my personal brand as a business owner required a lot of healing, right? It required me to break down a lot of old beliefs that I had about that or that I was was taught or conditioned to believe about what sensuality meant or that, you know, it wasn't worthy of being expressed. And so that leads me straight into sign number five, which is people-pleasing, very similar to shrinking yourself or the fragmentation that I mentioned back when we were talking about perfectionism, is people-pleasing is basically self-abandonment, for lack of a better word. It is self-abandonment. It is neglecting certain parts of yourself or needs that you have in order to make others happy or receive validation from them or maybe even feel loved and accepted by them. So this looks like many different things, but it looks like lacking boundaries for yourself and always pouring from an empty cup. Maybe you're putting on masks when you're with certain people in order to make yourself fit in with them. I see this with a lot of business owners and with social media, you know, showing up as the person who you think that you need to be to sign on clients, even if it really isn't you or even inside of your business, not having solid boundaries with clients because of the fear that they will reject you if you don't bend over backwards at all costs to make them happy. I know that I was guilty of both of these things and all of this, this people-pleasing was rooted into in this feeling that I wasn't good enough as just me and so I had to compensate for that by giving and doing the most for others because then that will make them love me more. Or, you know, these feelings that I don't want to ruffle any feathers on social media, so I'm not going to speak my full truth or something like that, right? Um, Really just showing up as who you think other people need you to be instead of who you truly are. And the more that you're able to change this narrative that people need you to be who you truly are, um, the more that you're going to be able to kind of break that cycle. And so really as a business owner specifically, number one, like learning how to set healthy boundaries inside of your business is so, so, so important. It is really hard, really tough because it's likely going to require you to have some, you know, difficult conversations or be okay with disappointing people. But the truth of the matter is like, you need boundaries in your business. Otherwise you're going to completely burn out. Um, And 
the most important thing that matters inside of your business is that you really know what is yours and what is theirs. Like, what is your agenda and what is their agenda? What is the agenda of your clients or your ideal client that you think you need to be in order to attract? What's the agenda of your business coach who's telling you who and what you need to post or be? And what is your agenda? What's truly aligned for you, authentic for you, genuine for you? What voice in your head is the voice of your higher self versus the voice in your head of your ego who's forcing you to do something for validation from others? That is the work. That is hard work. It's hard work. And the more that you continue to spend time with yourself and, and silence your mind, the more that you'll be able to differentiate these voices in your head. But that is going to be the key to breaking out of those cycles of people pleasing that can you know, show up in really toxic ways as a business owner. All right, we got three more to go. Um, Sign number six is that you are feeling out of integrity inside of your business. So I touched on this a little bit back uh, talking about perfectionism, but basically living out of integrity looks like you're saying one thing, but you're doing another. And really what this shows is that there is a gap between what your conscious mind is telling you that you want versus what your subconscious mind is programmed and patterned to do or how to act. And so the best example of this is, you know, you tell your clients to make stress management a priority, to put themselves first, to find work-life balance when literally your business is completely consuming your entire life. Like there is a huge disconnect here. There is a huge lack of integrity here. And so you probably consciously know that you need to have more balance in your business, that you need to be prioritizing certain things that you aren't prioritizing to take care of yourself. But subconsciously, you're always pulled to put work first um, over simple things like maybe it's like a meditation practice or that you want to do or uh, fueling yourself throughout the day or getting your steps in or, you know, uh, spending time in your relationships and with loved ones. Um, and so diving into inner work will really help you recognize the subconscious beliefs and the stories that you're telling yourself that are forcing you to remain stuck in patterns that don't truly align with you consciously, like align with these conscious desires that you have for who you want to be, how you want to show up. There's a subconscious belief or story here that's driving you to do the opposite. And it's getting to the root of these subconscious beliefs and stories that's really going to help you start breaking free from the sabotaging patterns that are holding you back. And I also just wanted to mention that, you know, even diving into this, this inner work, the more that you deep dive into it, sometimes it can not only just require you to heal the subconscious beliefs that you have and the stories that you have that are keeping you stuck in old sabotaging patterns, but it could also force you to really adjust or expand your conscious perception of yourself and who you know yourself to be as well. Because sometimes I find that there's a misalignment because the conscious agenda is ego-driven. And is not higher self, true self driven. Um, so it can start to get a little dicey and complicated here, which is why it's usually really, really helpful to have like someone outside of you help you do this inner work. Um, but yeah, if you are feeling out of integrity in your business, we have to figure out what the disconnect is here between your subconscious and your conscious.
Sign number seven is, well, this is kind of like bouncing off of it. Sign number seven kind of piggybacks off of sign number six. So sign number seven is avoidant or addictive behaviors. So again, there is some type of subconscious agenda here or need that is being met by either an addictive behavior or like an obsessive behavior inside of your business or an avoidant behavior. So maybe you feel like you have to do something in your business. You're obsessed, almost like an obsession inside of your business. Otherwise, something bad will happen. That's like an addictive behavior. And so it's something that you do over and over and over again, even though you don't necessarily need to. Maybe it's like, you know, you're checking your likes or you're checking, you know, who's watching, how many people are watching your story. Like you're obsessed with, you know, the engagement. And that's almost like an addictive behavior to be like scrolling on social media all the time that there's a need that's being met there um a subconscious need that that's being met there that's a subconscious pattern that needs to to be broken by doing some of the inner work and figuring out okay what am i distracting myself with by scrolling on social media and why am i distracting myself with it um also avoidance right you could be avoiding a certain area of your business again almost distracting yourself with it because there is some type of pain or limiting belief system going on there. I know for me, I personally struggled with a lot of this around like money, like avoiding conversations of money, avoiding looking at money uh, because of past conditioning that I had around it. And, you know, doing the inner work to really shift, rewire these, these beliefs, these stories, and even, you know, some of the emotions or pain that are attached to these things that you're distracting yourself from with addictive behaviors or avoiding is going to be really, really, really helpful and life-changing inside of your business. And the very last sign to start to put put an end to this and wrap it up is probably one of the biggest and most common challenge that all women face, but that is really just so paralyzing um, in, in business, and that is comparison. I honestly am going to record a whole entire gosh darn episode on this, but comparison, like I said, is probably one of the biggest things that women as a whole struggle with, let alone trying to build a business, let alone a business through social media. Like, girl, if we are constantly comparing ourselves, we are going to never feel like anything is ever good enough. We're going to hit that place of burnout. You're going to be anxious all the time. You're going to start to lose your true self and start morphing yourself into who you think you need to be. Like ultimately the jealousy, the scarcity, the resentment and the judgment that you are feeling or projecting onto someone else that you're comparing yourself to. Ultimately, that's a sign that there is a wound that you have internally about yourself. Anything that we see in someone else is something that we see in ourselves. So maybe that is like a negative trait that we feel jealous or scarce or resentment or judgment towards. But maybe it's also a gift that we're like, oh my gosh, I wish I had that. Like go inward and maybe you do. Maybe that's 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 something that's reflecting in yourself um, that, you know, you can unravel or that you can begin to discover projections that you are placing onto other people are one of the best mirrors that you can use for your own healing. Um, And yeah, I think that's why, you know, looking at where you're comparing yourself or how you're comparing yourself to others can offer a a really beautiful door or window 
um, to your own healing. But I also think that when it comes to this conversation of comparison, I need to touch on this as well because this is one of my biggest struggles and that is this idea of competition or domination. Um, my inner child, for, for me to share my experience here, my inner child had this desperate need for attention and also only felt worthy or enough if she was achieving or successful or the best in the room. That's how she kind of won that attention that she craved was by achieving and succeeding and being the best in the room. So like having the best body, making the most amount of money, then I felt worthy of attention. And so healing these sisterhood wounds that I had of the need to be dominant over other women in the room or people in my life in order to feel lovable has been one of the most freeing and healing parts of my entire inner work journey because like fuck man there is so much pressure when you feel like you have to be better than everyone else all the time when you are constantly putting yourself on this pedestal feeling like there needs to be a spotlight shining on you in order for you to feel like you're lovable or worthy or get the attention that you deserve. Like that is so much pressure and that is exhausting and that is draining. And again, like driving all of the need, this need for perfectionism and anxiety and control and identity attachment and people pleasing that we've already talked about. And the more that you can recognize that, you know, it's not about putting the spotlight on you. It's letting the spotlight shine through you that truly makes you lovable and worthy and enough and, and you know, get that attention and, that you are craving for and deserve. It's showing up as the best version of you. It's being truly embodied in your truth, being authentic, being aligned, feeling abundant. It's all of these things that makes you attractive that makes you your higher self. And that's the journey that we're after. It has nothing to do with, you know, your achievements or anything like that. It's nothing to do with being the best in the room, being better than everyone, having the best body or making the most amount of money. Like that is not the attention or the attraction that you, it's not going to get you any of that. And it's not what you want either, despite what your ego may be telling you. All right, so um, yeah, for me, healing this need to be dominant and healing the, this competitive wound that I had uh, has been just like so freeing for me uh, and allowed me to really learn how to celebrate others and collaborate with them to not just have better relationships, but also to be able to show up as the best version of myself inside of my business, take myself off the pedestal. Uh, that I felt like I needed to be on in order to be successful or worthy of, um, you know, clients or whatever, and take myself off of that and put myself amongst everyone has allowed me to make such a bigger impact and connection uh, in just a healthier, more sustainable way. Um, all right. Well, that is all that I have for you guys. That is a wrap for eight signs that you need to prioritize in our work as an entrepreneur. Let me know if any of this resonated with you. Uh, if any of these are like glaring signs, you're like, yes, sis, this is me. This sounds super, this sounds so much like me and I definitely need to get kickstarted or start doing some of this inner work. I'm here to support you in any way that 
you see fit or that you need um would love for you to join my movement of becoming a one percent woman that's what a one percent woman is all about is doing this inner work so that you can alchemize into the highest version of yourself so you can turn all of these signs of wounding and of pain into healthier expressions you can turn them and find the gifts that are lying underneath of all of it um so yeah hope that you guys are having a great week and i will talk to y'all soon